Kids love him. TV execs adore him. Sheesh. It's enough to make out-of-work kitty show host Rainbow Randolph puke purple. Ever since that plush, fuchsia-hued, platitude-spouting Smoochie the Rhino started jiggy-ziggy dancing into Randolph's time slot, he has just one mad goal. Turn the rhino into a dead duck. Danny DeVito takes the rhino by the horn to direct and co-star in this gleefully twisted skewering of children's TV. Robin Williams, his famed wit set at warp, plays ranting Randolph. Edward Norton is the high-minded goodnick whose righteous rhino creation becomes a sensation, and Catherine Keener portrays a jaded exec who likes kids' show hosts in, let's say, a grown-up way. Say night-night, rhino. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here, B-Movie to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Uh, here we are. It's uh, cold classic month here. It's October. And we get to do things that uh, we sometimes like a whole lot. Yep. And uh, Including this one. And sometimes, which we just, you know, absolutely hate. Like the one before that. Yeah. Or before, before that. It's a bit of a mix of uh, films. But anyway... Back to today with the 2002 film, Death to Smoochie. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the bottom on this. What was bad here? All right. You want to start, start us off? Sure. Um, for me, number three, this movie had more villains than a Christopher Nolan Batman movie. And for that to happen, it's actually, it's actually a pretty high goal there, like, to have more villains than he does in a movie. Um, and it's just like every time a new, like villain seemingly is defeated or turned you know dragon ball z style into an ally or whatever it just you know hey now there's someone else that's evil like out there that's trying to take down the rhino for what reason fuck knows everybody wants to be a kid's tv show host like fuck off already yeah it's like they keep finding new villains to be there to be the new big bad until they're defeated and then we go to the next saga and you know (laughs) defeat the villain of that arc (sighs) number two Nora is a terrible person, plain and simple. She's not likable in any way. And in the movie, they try to give her some kind of development, which just, you know, translates to her flopping between being a total bitch and being lovey-dovey with Sheldon. Like, there's no in-between. There's no reason for her change, like, whatsoever. It's just kind of like, hey, now she needs to be sweet because he needs to get laid. We need, a, we need her to be the love interest. We're not sure how we're going to do that, so we're just going to anyways. Number one, although entertaining, the Smoochie on Ice segment is in no way a child-appropriate show. And for how conscientious Sheldon is as Smoochie the Rhino at making things kid-friendly, it just seems so out of place in the world of Smoochie the Rhino in his magic jungle for this ice show to not be, like, child-friendly. Are you saying that having little Nazi rhinos is inappropriate for children? Or having a murdered rhino in the middle of the ice, like, not be appropriate, you know? Just just the little things, like Nazis and dead rhinos. I don't know, that seemed like the best ice show I've ever seen. Alright, number three. Most of the jokes in this film, while funny, were essentially the same. Smoochie is an extremely milquetoast, child-friendly car- um, character, while everyone else is corrupt and crude. I get it's a dark, hum- a dark comedy, but... A lot, of, but the juxtaposition between the jokes and the setting just seemed lazy at times. Like, half the jokes are just, isn't it funny how we're swearing in front of children or talking about sex on a children's show? Like, haha, uh-huh. you know, I get it. 
Number two, this movie felt somewhat unbalanced. There were so many plots that were just suddenly dropped for new ones, and they just go from one point to another, and like, okay, like, is this the high point of the movie? Nope. And then it's like, it's got so many high points or low and low points. I swear it's, this movie was bipolar. Well, and also, like, they just kind of, like, dropped characters off the face of the earth. Like, they made a big deal about, like, the network executives, like, at the beginning of the movie, and then they just kind of, like, forgot about them as it went on. Like, who cares about them? Like They'd have, like, they'd have characters, like, randomly there, and I'm like, okay, well, who's the villain of this? Who's not? Like, is it Randall? Is it, you know, Danny DeVito? Is it yeah, the, the other the, guy? Is, the, like, is the penguin the villain? Oh, was that Scarecrow coming out of the woodwork next? <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a... Batman mashup of like the worst villains, then, then he, just like the thugs that he beats up in the beginning. Then he started having sex with Two Face, the female version. <laughs> and number one, I had the same problem that you had with Nora, only with Rainbow Randolph, because he suddenly had this change of heart and redemption that was just really abrupt and undeserved. It's like the writers knew how they wanted the movie to end, but didn't know the right way to get there, so they just kind of did. It's like, okay, now I'm a good guy. Now I like Smooch, even though I spent, like, the entire movie either trying to ruin his reputation or trying to, like, murder him. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to be friends now. I kind of feel like that's on part, like, Danny DeVito's, like, directing skills where he's just like, all right, now you're fucking crazy. Oh, now you're a sweet guy. Like, that's probably, like, what he was sitting in the director's just like, be fucking sweet. You're not sweet enough. Be more fucking sweet. (laughs) He's the same guy. He's... He's his character from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> exactly. <He's> Frank. <laughs> All right. So what was good about this movie? Uh, the top three. For me, number three, I thought the lines in the dialogue were really fun, really entertaining. And uh, I liked that juxtaposition a bit. Um, just, you know, from, from my profession and my professional life and then my personal life being completely separate and being completely opposite, kind of how this movie is. Like, I enjoy that. I, I mean, I like the juxtaposition and all that. I just thought that a lot of it, like, ended up with really lazy kind of writing. Like, the whole joke is just, we're swearing in front of kids. Ah, this is a child-friendly setting. And and here's a dick. Like, it's like, okay, I get it's it. Mr. Like, Jiggle Daddy. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's the entire joke. I get it, guys. But why does this have to be two hours long? Number two for me was actually Sheldon himself, Smoochie the Rhino. He's just this very wholesome and, you know, quite genuine purveyor of, you know, knowledge and good times for children everywhere. You know, his form of entertainment just hit me as super fun, and I would, you know, love to just join Smoochie as, like, one of the Rhinettes or something. Yeah, that kind of confused me. They were all called Rhinettes. I'm like, are they all supposed to be female, or is it just, like, an honorary, like, term for them i i don't know it was very what well, i don't know how rhinos function in real life like and then for me turn the freaking rhinos gay. <laughs> number one was rainbow randolph i mean robin williams steals the show in this movie even though he's a support character he's just he's fucking robin williams and he just he just goes all out and it, it, it's great because he plays Again, like you said it's just kind of like a random change from one thing to another but he plays both parts are, you know, either side of the spectrum so well, it's it's amazing. You know, he's fantastic as a villain. He's fantastic as a friend. And you know what? He's great at song and dance and framing rhinos as Nazis. And what more can you ask for in a film like Smoochie the Rhino?
there were definitely a lot of lines in this film that wouldn't have been funny if they hadn't been delivered by Robin Williams. But, um, so number three, I really liked a lot of the dialogue. Like, there were some lines that were genuinely funny, and I, I couldn't help but laugh, laugh at them. Number two, Robin Williams' Ra- Rainbow Randolph and Edward Norton as Smoochie were amazing in their respect roles. They knew how to deliver their lines and to make their characters' actions in as ridiculous as they may have been, kind of, you know, believable. And like I said before, a lot of the lines wouldn't have been as funny had it not been for, been for the delivery, both by Robin Williams and, and by Edward Norton. And number one, I like the fact that Smoochie didn't go off the rails and become really bitter and cynical after all the shit that happens to him throughout the film. He develops as a character, but in a much more subtle way, and, lear- and uses his frustration in a positive way that I thought was really well done and appropriate. It didn't rely on this very predictable, like, breakdown of this guy and, like, just laughing at him, falling apart. It was it was more clever than that. And, you know, since we both mentioned it, I think uh, we owe this movie a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll let you get started. All right. Let's go to Smoochie's Magic Jungle. Whatever, fucking peasant. You can't change the world, but you can't. You can make a dent. Get your spongy pink ass out there and dance for the cameras. Heil Smoochie. I'm going on safari, motherfucker. Safari. I can't sit back while that one-horned carpet muncher takes my time slot. Let's go pray and get shit-faced. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything you want to say about it, leave it in the comments below. I think it's time for our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scales are reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I gave it a 4 out of 10. So, to me, Death Smoochie is a pretty straightforward comedy that looks at what children's TV would be like if it were fraught with corruption. It has a wonderfully talented cast in Robin Williams, Edward Norton, and Danny DeVito. The story is okay, but to me, the delivery is fantastic. There are some twists and turns, and even a few, you know, this movie should end now moments, but it keeps chugging along until it decides that the story is complete. For a fun night of adult fun in the world of children's entertainment, this is the movie to watch. Death to Smoochie is a comedy that I really wish I'd watched back in 2012, because this type of dark humor where a child-friendly setting um, has a bunch of, like, crude adult humor has been done to death death at this point that this movie just hasn't aged all that well. While most of the jokes in it are still really funny, a lot of them felt forced and were relying on shock humor. Overall, I have to say I enjoyed Death to Smoochie. Robin Williams as Rainbow Randolph and Edward Norton as, as Smoochie were hilarious, making normally unfunny jokes funny through delivery. It's not the best comedy out there, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't entertained. So there you have it, a 1 out of 10 from me and a 4 out of 10 from Paul. Now I think it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time Sheldon talks about being healthy or organics, take a drink. Number two, every time someone is in a rhino costume, take a drink. Number three, whenever Robin Williams sings, take a drink. Number four, anytime Nora's being a bitch, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Cult Classic Month, anytime you can make a connection between two of our cult classics we've reviewed, take a drink. 
every time Smoochie says something about either having a message or about morals, take a drink. Every time Spinner plays the cowbell, take a drink. Every time someone talks about the ice show, take a drink. And every time somebody speaks with with an accent, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment either your iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, there we have it. It's the uh, end of week three here, Cult Classic Month, the month of October. And we've reviewed three movies. Let's rank them. Um, for me, number three, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's just a fucking atrocious movie. Like, it needs to be burned at the stake. Number two, this was hard for me, but I have to say Death to Smoochie comes in at number two. It's really fun, but number one is just, it's the burbs. You know, Tom Hanks taking a week off work and then just getting into everything in the neighborhood and it getting back at him. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah, this one wasn't really that hard for me. Number three, believe it or not, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It was horrible. Number two, Death to Smoochie. I had a lot of fun watching it, but, you know, some of the jokes were kind of lame and I don't think it eats particularly well. But number one was The Burbs. I liked it. There was a charm about it that I really enjoyed. The acting was great. I loved all the characters, and it was just a really good comedy. So next week, we'll, uh, we'll round out this year's cult classic month with a classic from 2007 called Trick or Treat. Ah, uh, my favorite Halloween film. Ah, um, and one I've never got to experience, so it'll be new for me. Until next time, friends. Be brave, be alive, and be back for more.